What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring a TV station in Britain after Piers Morgan walked off the set after being chastised for hating on Meghan Markle. Man, one time for British television. Now, the question, of course, is whether or not this brother got fired or whether he quit. But what we do know for sure is that on live television, this man got the fuck up out his seat and said, I will not be, I don't know how British people talk, I don't want to disrespect your country, but I will not be chastised. (laughs) Good day, sir. And he walked off the set. So if you're a, they don't call them host over there, JG, they call them presenters. So if you're a television presenter looking for work, you know, that's the place to go. Let's start the show. Hey, my name is Roy, and this is my job fair. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're doing what we always do, exploring the human condition through the world of employment. My name's Roy Wood Jr. we got a great show today for you. Um, start the show like we always do with the homie JG. JG, how are you doing, man? I am well, Roy. How are you? I'm good. Cody Will, how are you as well? Feeling fantastic today. You must have got some good news or something. You ain't got to share it with us, but I can hear it in your tone. You ever yeah. hear that, JG? You ever hear some shit? <laughs> Somebody telling me, how y'all do? Like a motherfucker walking in a room all radiant. Well, hello there, citizens. <laughs> I wonder what's wrong with him. He's smiling and happy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with the man? Yo, I'm, I'm sorry to still stay on this Pierce Morgan shit, but I am very fascinated by the concept of walking off the job. I don't know if any of y'all have ever witnessed someone's last day at work, but like I, I don't think we realize it at the time, but you have a front row seat to someone's pivot point. Right. Like, do you know how frustratingly angry you have to be to like most people resign? You bring your uniform in, you wash it. Like when I quit Baskin Robbins at Western Hills Mall in Fairfield, Alabama, I washed my khakis. I washed that pink shirt. I washed the apron. I folded it up night, put some bounce fabric softeners on them things. And I respectfully, Mr. Galliano, my mama said she ain't going to pick me up no more. So I have to resign. 
I didn't storm out of there with a tub of ice cream under my arm. Have you ever seen that, Jacqueline? Jacqueline works in higher education, which I will assume, uh, you know, I, I know we're not allowed to say where because you like to stay hidden from all these Internet people. But do people walk off the job in higher ed? Like, is that something like teachers do and shit? They're escorted out of the building properly and they get their few little things and they go. It's supposed to be a very polite issue or concern or the way that it happens. That's how it's supposed to happen. But I've seen people kicking and screaming, at least two. I'm not kidding you. Why were they fighting? Here's the thing. I always thought that like educators, and I'm not talking about high school, we're talking college level, private institution type stuff. I always thought that that lot of people, you know when you're getting fired, you know when your class is flunking, you know when you've been snorting cocaine, you know when you've been having sex with the students. It's not a surprise. At least it shouldn't be. Unless the students are blackmailing you, and that's where I saw it twice. They got caught off guard. That's why we can't say nothing about JG's life. We can't say nothing about you and that institution in Kentucky where you work. I already told too much saying Kentucky. Um, <laughs> I've never, like, I'm trying to think, Cody. Like, I witnessed a coworker at a hospital cuss out a supervisor and Ooh. then he was fired. But that's not walking off the job, like, literally just leaving in uniform. In that moment, have you ever, Cody? I've I've never seen anyone walk off the job. I've seen the opposite. There was a club in Chicago called Jokes and Notes, stand-up club, where if the owner legendary was club, legendary that's a legendary club, club. The legendary Mary Lindsay, she would mm -hmm. stand in the back by the DJ booth every now and then. And if she didn't like your set, she would have the DJ turn the music on and escort you off. You would be walked off. You'd be doing well. But if you said Yo. something that was off color, the wrong thing, she, you know what? This is my club. Play it. Just play it and he'd be off. Uh, so I've, I've never seen anyone ever just be like, I'm bombing so hard I quit. But I have seen people get escorted off seconds, few minutes into five, ten minute sets. And it's, it's fantastically terrifying. So here's, here's the thing with that, though. Comedy is a totally different job because the audience is – they're the ones that are basically walking you out right. of the job. Like Pierce Morgan, that's what that shit looked like with Pierce Morgan. It looked like he looked like a comedian getting booed, like he was dealing with a heckler. That's essentially <laughs> what was happening. There was a heckler up there at the, at the news desk with him. He didn't have no comeback for the heckler, so he just said, that's my time. God bless y'all. Right. <laughs> he pulled a Russell Simmons <laughs> and bounced on his ass. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I really empathize with people when it comes to that. I, you know, it happens a lot in fast food, mm. you know. Well, I'm my, I'm going back to your Baskin Ramen story. Mr. Gugliani was his name. I'm more concerned. Galliano, Ross Galliano. Mr. Galliano. First I'm, Italian I ever met, but that's a separate, it's Alabama, it ain't before him. I'm more concerned that he's recycling the khakis. Like the fact that you had to bring back the khakis <laughs> To the bat, you couldn't just he, you couldn't. He's saving a lot of money on you know your hourly rate. Yo. Uh, they that definitely khaki money, you know. Hey, here's the shit though. Here's the shit. That was my first job, so I thought that's what you do. <laughs> I thought you're giving. When I got hired, I got hired on the spot at Baskin Robbins, and this motherfucker took me in a room, and there's just a shelf with just khakis, 36, 34, 32, 32s. What you need? I got you. He gave me two khakis, two shirts, two aprons. 
He said, one to wash, one to wear. Make sure you have them back or I take it out your check. Wow. Yeah, that that is pretty funky. You're right about that. That is pretty goddamn funky. Well, (laughs) let's get into the show. It is time for Worst and First. Worst and First, here's what we're going to do. We do what we always do on this show every week. We explore either your worst job or your first job, and we invite you, the wonderful listeners out there globally, to share one of those two experiences with us at Roy's Job Fair. That's the socials. That's the dot com. That's also the at Gmail dot com. Roy's Job Fair at Gmail dot com. If you want to be a part of the program, let's get into worst and first now. JG, who's up first? We have Dave. Oh, so you can't introduce him like that, Jack. See, now I'm looking at him on the Zoom. The people can't see him, but I can see this brother. This is one of the baddest stand up comedians and member of the Television Writers Guild. Mr. Dave Hellam in the building, Chi-Town in the building. And Cody, I know you're from Chicago, so I'm going to push back from the mic and let y'all do all your Chicago phrases and whatever the hell, the Harold's chicken handshake. What up, Joe? What's good? What up, Joe? What up, what up, what up, boy? What up, boy? (laughs) (laughs) Gang, gang. Dave, always a pleasure, man. Thank you for just popping in, man, so randomly. Like, you know, professionally, you know, We'll get into everything that you've done, but if it is on television in the last five years, chances are Dave Helms touched that script. And it's a lot of quiet money going on in L.A. It's, you know, you talk about the need for black representation behind the camera, which is what creates the stories and the narratives that we need in front of the camera. And this brother is one of the architects of the restructuring of black Hollywood. I don't even like saying Black right. Hollywood no more. We'll just say Hollywood off the rip. Um, but we'll get you back on to talk about all those wonderful entertainment accomplishments. Dave know what we're doing. It's worse than first, man. I want to hear about your worst job or your first job, Pimp. Uh, hands down. Hands down, absolutely. Uh, being a math teacher in Chicago, a high school math teacher, was the fucking worst job that I've ever had in mm-hmm. my life. I came out of, I came up to Morehouse. I was like, I'm going to change these black kids. I'm going to mold them. I'm going to go back to my hood. And I'm too nice. I smile too much. My pants is too tight. It's something about me that make them think that I am a bitch. Okay, like so. <laughs> it was. I'm on the west side of Chicago, and, and the west side of Chicago is a different type of of savage. And I'm, I'm at that school where the kids wear like the blazers and the tie, and they say 100 of our kids go to college. And it's this whole pomp and circumstance about like the school, and, and the people are like, oh my god, these kids are so dope. No. No, no, no. I was teaching geometry about 10 years ago. And these kids would throw oranges at my back while I'm teaching. They stole my laptop twice. <laughs> like <laughs> they stole my laptop twice, huh? Not once. Twice. And the other kids who fuck with them were like, yo, Mr. Hellum, I know who got your laptop, but I can't snitch. So just know that it's in a pawn shop right now on like Roosevelt and Western. And, and you would have to go I'm buy sorry. back your, or report it, do a police report and reclaim your laptop. Man. So I'm an alpha and like all the, all the faculty was a bunch of like cues, like these strong ass men. The principal called me his office. He was like, son, this is your second laptop. Are you not a man? Like why do they keep stealing your shit? And I was just like, look, sir, don't, you're not gonna come at me like this. Like I've been through a lot of trauma with these niggas like trying to teach them. And they would be trying to like psychoanalyze me. Like one kid, I kind of yelled at him for doing something. He was like, oh, I see you. 
you was one of them kids when you was a little when, when you when you was our age, you got bullied. So now you the teacher. Oh, you the bitch. And I was just like, was he right? Like it hurt. He I was, was like, right. I was like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Roy. I was like, I was, I was trying to process it and see. But that wasn't the mm. final straw. The, the, the final straw is when I found out that they had a nickname going around uh, the school about me. <laughs> and the nickname that they had to me was Mr. Loose Booty. Right. And Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Loose Booty. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what about my niceness to you all. The fact that I went to Morehouse, the fact that I'm saying like, you know, my pants could have been a little bit bigger. I get that, you know, but I love these kids. They man. went straight you know to homophobic slurs. Or is this because your pants fit loose? Is it because your pants fit loose? I'm no. thinking this is no, no, we no, no, in no. slur territory at this point. Oh, we in slur territory, man. Mm. It got so bad that at the end of the year, mm. uh, I wasn't asked back at the school because it was too much shit going on with my laptop. And so, so they blamed you the network. for the kids treating you like shit. Because like you, you had to be a different type of teacher, bro. Like like this is the type of school where like. You close the door, and then you tell the student, "Like nigga, I will kill you." You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 and they they would be used to having these conversations, and the kids respected that. But I would have conversations like I was trying to change you. Like, I see the good in you. You know what I'm saying? Like I want you, to, I want you to go to college. This one dude was like, "Nigga, you're not my daddy." Oh, so you was, was like, like the okay. white lady in them fixed the black school movies in yeah, the. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was uh, Hillary Duff. Or I believe Hillary in you, Swank. Tyrone. You can do what a, I, we, we got to get you out of here because I could talk to you about this all day. But real quick, have any of these kids now contacted you to apologize? It's been 10 years. Yes, 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 yes. You know, oh, they they, they DM me, uh, message me on Facebook, Twitter, like, yo, hell I'm, I'm sorry, man. We was we was wild. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm a little bit older. Like I realized you was trying to get us to be on some shit and we wasn't. And I was like, man, thank you. That's all I wanted to know. That's all I want to hear. Like, I'm telling you, Roy, I would buy these kids, like, I would have cologne in my in my desk. They would be so musty. Like, I, I would make sure that they would be, like, prepared for the world. I'm like, come here, man. You stink. Let me hit you up with a little little Dior, you know what I'm saying? So have you go out smelling fresh in these hallways, not like you're in prison right now, right? And then they just they, they took it as weakness. they would steal your laptop. Twice. Twice. Lap, lap, laptops. Whoa. Well, the brother is currently writing on Raven's home, but I know you got Southside. It's over there. You know, and then I'm I'm not a writer on that show. I, I'm a, I've that's what I, in that's it, what but, I mean. You know, I'm I, just I'm just reading off everything you've done, man. Because you just you don't forget. Fucking, don't forget. We're talking to DJ the Chicago Kid right now, woo, man. Dude, woo. that's the that's the album coming out. My first special is dropping. <laughs> oh, happy about that. So, okay, I have one more question. I know you have to go, but I'm curious. Okay. These were some interesting students. So what mm. kind of scams were they running in that school? Uh, you, you know, they had like the snack scams, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like, you know, selling drugs, it was honey buns, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, some of the kids were just car crackers. So they had real scams going on. Uh, I don't know what, what that means. Me and JG from the South. Me either. Car crackers, like, okay, car crackers are people who would still credit card information online and like sell to other people, you know what I'm saying? Like they were basically just steal people's information. Oh, and fishing. And, and buy okay. stuff. So they could go in your wallet, get your credit card, write it down, and then sell that card number? Well, I mean, I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they was getting these numbers, Brian, but I, I know they had 
people's information and they was just buying hella shit and stuff like that. Like they had, I mean, and also just like weed and stuff, but you know, they, they would hustle hard. So they were really smart, but just misguided. Well, some of them were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of them, I mean, ain't, ain't that most kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's something in them, but they just need to be turned in a way, you know? So, well, I don't, I don't miss it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when I left teaching, they were doing layoffs and I, I volunteered. <laughs> I said, hey, you, 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 <laughs> you might be the first teacher to ever say, fuck them kids. I, I can't thank you enough for taking a couple minutes out of your day, brother. I mean that, man. And I'm happy for everything that you're doing now. You're eating in a pandemic. So, God damn it, keep cooking, sir. Uh, right, that brother. is Dave Hellum. If you have seen Dave Hellum's laptop, please contact us at Roy's Job Fair <laughs> on social media. <laughs> at Roy's Job Fair. All right, All right, Dave. We'll holler at you, brother. All right. Peace, Dave. Peace. <laughs> wrong <laughs> after the break we're going to explore the world of employment we're going to figure out some careers in tech that you don't need a college degree for and you can be mobile when doing them things it's the job fair we'll be back this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Royce Job Fair, we are back. Yo, I forgot to read the sponsor earlier. Royce Job Fair, you know, we have all the wonderful sponsors that you just heard, you know, there in the break. But we always have one more that we love to talk about. And uh, before we get into the job openings that are, you know, out there across the country, um, Jacqueline, Cody, I want to tell you a little bit about Cousins and Them. Cousins and Them is a family-run startup. And... (laughs) Cousins and Them essentially is a fight-based service company, and if you're in any type of altercation or if you find yourself in trouble, call Cousins and Them, and they will send a trained fight interventionist to your location to beat the shit out of a stranger on your behalf. Three easy fight packages to choose from. Hit them up online, CousinsandNem.com. CousinsandNem.com. They're a great company. They really, really are. Uh, a great company. Uh, let's get into the jobs. This is a part of the show where we, you know, look at, you know, these jobs. These jobs may not be where you live, but if nothing else, they give you an idea of what's happening around you where you are. And maybe you can start looking under a couple different rocks if you're looking to pivot. Now we get to do something fun. We don't get to do this every week, but, you know, as we do on the job fair, we explore the world of employment. And every now and then we get someone from a major corporation who gets the permission of their bosses to come on and share a little bit of employment opportunities, and this is what I like to call the corporate suite. Yes. Oh, yes, you hear that music, Jacqueline? Yes. Yes, the corporate, wait, maybe it shouldn't be R&B. That feels a little <laughs> HR inappropriate. You Turn that music up. All right, we need better music for the corporate suite segment. It can't be that. That was, that was more of a lounge, and this is not a corporate lounge. This is the corporate suite. Who is in the corporate suite and from what company do they hail? We have Ryan, who's in San Francisco, and she's with a major ride share program. Okay, Ryan, what is going on? Welcome to the job fair. How the heck are you? Hey, everyone. I'm doing well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Now, tell us a little bit about your company and uh, what opportunities you all have. Because this is interesting off the top. You're a black woman in tech. 
So I got about 90 questions. I only got time for about four or five. But uh, what's the company? I'm happy to answer all of them. Uh, the company, as Jacqueline shared, is a major rideshare company. Um, and we have pretty much every kind of opportunity available and open uh, ready for application. Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Now, it, do I need, because I would imagine you're not calling because you're hiring drivers. Drivers is an easy thing. I can go on the website of any of these rideshare companies and pull up how to be a driver. But if you all are doing some of this software development and how to do like techie coding, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, if you're doing that type of stuff, all right, here's how I learned computers. I walked to the Five Points West Library twice a week to take computer classes on the Apple IIe in the mid to late 80s. And I got chased by gangster mm -hmm. disciples on the way home and on the way to the library. And that's kind of how I learned that stuff. But I'm sure there's classes on this and degrees on this, but is there a... Do I need a full formal education on this? Because a lot of this coding shit, just let me be blunt, it just seems like some shit you could, if you get the hang of it and you know what you're doing, just go on, give yeah. it a job. Yeah. No, you're you're spot on. Um, I went to a college but studied hmm. econ, so I didn't study computer science myself. I actually got interested in computer science through MySpace out of all places, <laughs> like being able to update my profile in HTML. <laughs> to that the falling stars and the music. Shout and out all top of that. friends. Exactly. Yep. All of the yep. All of the horrible early two thousands graphics. That's how I got interested in kind of this stuff. And then when it came to college and figuring out like what I wanted to do after college, I kind of considered okay, well if I can just update MySpace pages all day and get paid for it, like why not? Of course, that's not what I'm doing on the day to day, but uh, it's not too much different, to be honest. So I know y'all have openings, but how did you like, are you just proactive and you just go, I know how to code. So let me see what's happening in Silicon Valley and go look up under some of these rocks myself, because this doesn't strike me as and correct me if I'm wrong, but the tech industry doesn't strike me as a job fair esque type industry where there's just a gym with a bunch of tables. And do you come, want to come work for Grubhub? Mm -hmm. Sign up right here. And it's like, no, nah, I don't think that yeah. works. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I, you know, outside of uh, kind of the MySpace training, I guess, that I had, I also went to a coding boot camp where I pretty much learned how to code um, in about three months and then went into an apprenticeship program. They offered a kind of program uh, similar to an internship, but it was geared towards people who weren't fresh out of college, who maybe had had other careers like myself. Um, those are available. There's also like a ton of classes online provided by um, places like Udemy and Code Academy, free code things. You just type in, you know, free code something and a class will come up. So you low-key can basically train yourself to be qualified to have one of the positions that is open. That's correct. Another resource that is really great is Interview Cake. Um, and they're mm. kind of a lesser known kind of prep course that um, takes you through a lot of the computer science topics that you'll need on top of coding. And that's something that I didn't know about, 
you know, when I joined a coding bootcamp, I thought, okay, you know, just do these algorithms and you'll be okay. Um, there's actually a, a lot more that's kind of tested in the interview. Um, and it's friendlier to people who've had a four-year, you know, degree in computer science, but there are definitely resources online where you can kind of bridge that gap if you didn't have that privilege. So, and I don't know if JG or Cody have a question, but my last question is this. You are a Black woman in tech, and, you know, I know it's a little different, you know, because of COVID and we've been working from home for a past year, et cetera, et cetera, but with this company, do you still feel like you're on an island culturally in your workspace, or do you see a shift starting to change? Because I know that Silicon Valley has one of the biggest blind spots to diversity, if we're just going to be blunt. You know, and a lot of that, I think, boils down to the lack of funding for Black startups, et cetera, et cetera. But where you work, is it still possible as a Black person in your space to feel some level of comfort? I'd say so. There's definitely um, still those barriers that need to be, you know, crossed. I'm definitely the only Black woman on my team, uh, but I'm not the only Black person on my team. There's one other Black person, so at least, you know, there's someone to relate to on that level. Um, and there are, specifically at my company, a lot of things that the company is doing to ensure that it is kind of doing better than other companies and, you know, what's been traditional within the industry, um, such as vocalizing, you know, whenever we have a kind of recruiting um, jam, we call it, where we basically search our networks for people who we want to hire, bring in for interviews, our recruiters are very adamant about, you know, we're happy to accept all candidates, we want all candidates, but we're especially looking for uh, women, Black people, and people who identify as Latinx to kind of show everyone, you know, we want to be uh, the change in the industry and kind of leading that way. And I think you almost have to be obvious about these things so that it, you know, doesn't go into question. Another thing that we do is, of course, you know, donate to uh, a bunch of companies and programs like Black Lives Matter and Black Girls Code. Uh, but we also um, partner with orgs like Dev Color that can maybe help us through, you know, diversifying a company because it goes far beyond recruiting. Um, you need management, you know, that understands this and right. a bunch of programs to kind of retain people. So changes are being made. All right. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. I'll tell you what we'll do for you here at the job fair. Um, this is our gift to you, you know, me, Cody, Jacqueline we are going to start a petition to make sure that all the black people at your company get the entire month of June off for Juneteenth. Now, Cody, um, get that started up on change.org for us. Absolutely. I do have, I do have two questions, uh, for Ryan quick ones. So it sounds like with UCode and code Academy, uh, the barrier to entry to teaching yourself to code, feels kind of as similar as being a comic mm -hmm. and just like find your local open mic and go get up there and try and <laughs> work your five. But you know, a lot of those comics who go get up there and work their five in the coffee shop or the basement bar uh, suck, frankly, for a long time. You know, people are bad mm -hmm. for a minute. So I guess how long would you say did it, did you 
feel like you were chipping away at the block of teaching yourself before you felt like, okay, now it's time for me to go jump in in one of these programs that maybe, you know, like your major company mm -hmm. goes and searches for people like it. How long before you go from, oh man, I'm kind of interested to I'm now competent enough to maybe slide. Hey, look, I still suck. So I feel you completely on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not funny. Yeah, so I feel, you know, I, Roy's just nice, you know. I've been coding for about um, a little over two years now, and there's still so much uh, that I have to learn and do. Definitely getting a great mentor is key and finding a community. Um, Dev Color is one of the communities that I mentioned, it's something that helps me out a ton. Uh, but um, I think what's helped me is like not comparing myself to someone else and realizing, you know, if I uh, bring, you know, myself and put my all into it, like I'll get there eventually and just not giving up, it goes, that's across the board whatever you're doing just keep at it love it like comedy exactly yeah like i was just and saying then heard, and then like comedy, the thing where they go hey about. everybody find a black or a latinx friend and put them on if you think they're qualified right just like comedy they all the time they're like find black writers who can submit to these white shows and i'm like i'm looking but they're all working all the black yeah. And, and that kind of touches on like the same, uh, I remember you guys mentioning like barriers to entry, you know, because there are so few of us, there may not be as many mentors who you can identify with or, you know, as many people who you can refer who look like you, but, you know, starting with what you have and just taking it from there. Ryan, you're a rock star. You're a rock star. Oh, thank you so Don't much. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. I have to remember that when my code is not working and I'm feeling pretty low about things. Thank well, you. I don't know. One day I'm going to create an app and I'm going to call you and hire you or something. I don't know. I'm sure you've probably signed some paperwork at your job that you can't give, you can't work on good ideas away from that job. But one day I'm going to have enough money to hire you because I can tell you're good at what you do because you're humble and you speak. She got that same cadence and tone of like a tennis champion. Right. You ever notice how women are be whooping ass at tennis? Well, you know, I just went out there and I code in the computer and, you know, you know, just had some good bounces with the computer today and lots of ones and zeros. And uh, we were able to do it and just a good team all around. And you know, it's a team victory, you know, everybody together. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so, so much. Thank you thank for calling you, into the job fair. Have a good thank one. Thank you all so much. See ya. All right, she's all love. I love her. I love her. I like, I like her. I like her. And hell, ain't but a handful of rideshare yeah, companies. So just apply for all of them. True. All right. So after the break, we're going to meet with the homie Rod for short. We're going to figure out a way to break the ice. And scam of the week. We always love a good scam. We want to hear about scams. You may have seen Rand at your job. If I find a good scam in the news, we'll talk about that. We'll do that in a minute. It's the job fair. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! retired from a life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+.
Royce Job Fair, brought to you by Cousins and Them Fight Services. 20% off your first ass whooping. If you're in a confrontation, don't call the cops. Don't call the police. Call your cousins. This is the part of the show that I always love to get into. It's time to break the ice. The workplace is awkward and you need topics to strike up with strangers to make sure that things stay in a productive place in that workplace. So uh, that's what we have the homie Rob for short. Come on the program. Rod, good day to you, sir, from Parts Unknown. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm, I'm I'm feeling good right now. What's going down? Ain't nothing much, man. What you sipping on over there? Let's start with that, as always. Uh, got a little candy apple uh, energy drink with some vodka. Drink it out of a Mobile Mardi Gras cup. All right. Let's hurry this up before your heart explodes. Rod, give us something. <laughs> We, we like you know we like to break the ice you know give the white people something to bring up with their black co-workers give black co-workers something to break the ice with their white co-workers uh let's kick it off give the white people something to talk to their black co-workers about this week right now uh black people are all abuzz about the oprah interview with prince harry and Meghan markle it's been a nice revelation man it's, it's been big news i mean the brits haven't been this upset about spill tea since the American Revolution. It is yeah. fascinating. That is what black people are talking about right now. Well, you know what, though? Are all black people, and I follow a very intricate group of people on Twitter. There, Of course, all black people ride for Meghan Markle full stop. All right. But then there's also a contingency of black people that are going, yeah, but that's foreign elitist racism. Talk to me about these voter suppression laws that they didn't snuck on the fucking ballots while this shit was going on. I don't give a damn about some girl marrying a racist family then being shocked that the racist family was racist. I mean, that's true. A lot of people do say that, but you got to remember that... uh Black people are also into fairy tales and are just as obsessed about princes and princesses as anybody else in this world. So uh, black people do not like to see an attractive black woman being mistreated by any white person. Yeah, especially not an old one with teeth that's brown like teeth. Right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's a monarch, my goodness. And that's not my country. I mean, I feel that. I mean, you're a monarch. I mean, you should be able to afford some toothpaste. Hell, you probably invented it, you know? <laughs> that is a Roy. fantastic point. They, the, 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 the one, at one point, one of the largest empires in the world. They, they scoured every everything. corner of the earth, and not once did they put come up. Yeah, fluoride. neither fluoride and their food is horrible, which always has been fascinating to me because as Britain was exploring and taking everything over, they always did it under the guise of looking for spices. It's true. <laughs> Pomp and circumstance. I just wanted to bedazzle the spice rack. <laughs> All right, right. Get the black people something to bring up with their white co-workers. What can the black people bring up with their white co-workers? Oh, buddy. Uh, that's easy. D-O-G-S dogs. We this go, week, the dogs. big news in white world with dogs is that we have revolutionary dogs in the White House right now. Champ and Major, who belong to Joe Biden, the first dogs, have joined the Bark Lives Matter movement and have been sent back to Delaware for attacking a Secret Service agent. 
I don't know why that's so funny. First off, they German shepherds. <laughs> am, am I the only person right, right now on this on this podcast who don't trust German shepherds? I, and I know it's not good to group and stereotype dogs because it's like breed racism, the same they do with pit bulls. I didn't whatever. know you could racially profile canines. But no, but they breed like you know certain buildings won't let you live there if you have a certain breed of dog. Like if you live in this building, you can't live here with a pit bull. I won't let you sign the lease. Like they <laughs> they discriminate against breeds of dogs the way like it's I don't know what it's called dogism. Roy, I am completely with you on the on the anti German Shepherd front. First of all, I have seen the game tape, the hoses, the black and white videos, the diners, the black people getting splashed up in the glass. Why would and they never apologize? Y'all watch keep your eyes on the prize too much, man. You can't you can't blame all those German shepherds. For what a few German shepherds did back in the sixties. Them ones, well, then apologize. That's crazy because they ain't apologize for the shit. Right. <laughs> you know the German shepherds. What is they've been a secret agent? service agent in the White House? I think they're on uh, our side. If that's what you're talking about, I don't know. I mean, the black people, you know, that been a police officer. I don't know what was the race of the secret service agent. I mean, right. uh, probably white. I'm sure. Did he have them dogs back when he was with Obama? Biden? What if one of them dogs Yeah, but I, I, I don't think they... <laughs> <laughs> you never saw them fraternizing they're with, with well, This is true. They're out of control already, so they're cute. The vice president doesn't spend that much time at the White House. Oh, my gosh. True. Yeah, they, yeah at least they didn't go... Kamala was like, you better get the German shepherds the fuck away from you. The vice president lives on a naval base, which is like very cheap. Why do you know this? That's like making them eat at the kids' table at Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> like when the president get a whole damn mansion, they're like, you go stay with some fucking sailors, nigga. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Well, he is Rod, aka Rod for short, on all social media, the number four. The podcast. Uh, tell us the podcast one more time, Rod. Story Corner. Uncle Rod Story Corner. Come on and check it out. I got producer Jacqueline on the show. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your drink. Dial nine and one and keep your thumb over the one because I think something's going to happen because you're drinking energy drinking vodka. That's going to be an interesting evening. Bless up. All right. See you next time, Rod. God willing. <laughs> I'm worried about that boy. I really well, how am. does he know where the vice president stays? I know it's just something you can Google, but it's just not something no, I would walk around. He he is a random ball of knowledge. That's why I have him on this program. It's the it's weird the shit that he knows. He can name like heads of presidential cabinets from like eight nine presidents ago. Like wow. before he was living type stuff. He's he's an interesting man. All right, scam of the week. Let's get into the scam of the week. I thought that I was gonna do the story about the illegal vaccines that are going around the country. There's still more vaccines being confiscated like cocaine at customs. But I understand we have a brother on the phone line that used to work, speaking of Rod's Mobile Cup, who used to work at a grocery store in Mobile, Jacqueline. Yes, we have Dalton and he knows about theft at a grocery store. Okay, let's get him on the phone. Dalton, let's hear about your scam. Uh, it was a grocery store. I was 16, seemed like a pretty good gig. Uh, you know, minimum wage, close to the house, not too demanding. But everybody there had a little hustle. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say I was an angel. I was a teenager, you know, I like to party and all that, but I, I like to do a good job. But uh, 
uh, one day one of the guys saw me you know I'm, I'm being real sneaky trying to have a cigarette on my break and the guy's like you don't have to nobody cares you can smoke in the break room in fact i can show you how to get cigarettes here and so <clears throat> like this a was mentor. at the point that you mentor our youth keep going <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean a 17 year old mentor he he was my senior had to had to heed his advice but like you know, you, you have to go get the cigarettes. This was at the point they'd already taken them off of the aisles, right? Early 2000s. And so if you were busy, you'd holler at somebody else who was out another register to say, hey, I, I need two marble lights. I need whatever you need. And so we knew each other's pack. And so when you'd send somebody, hey, I need a couple of Newports, he'd grab a camel for me. Or I'd go grab whatever he wanted. And we'd bring the two packs that the customer needed plus the other one uh and that that was just scratching the surface nice that's that's the easy stuff so the cigarettes weren't being like invoiced or like none of that it was curious uh things just disappear in the store uh i i never really figured out that one uh but but with booze that was another beer md2020 those were the, the key ones that we would, you know, go, if a six pack, if a bottle's broken out of the six pack, the six pack's gone. All right. That's so waste. they tell you, go clean it up, take it to the back, you know. Well, eventually we figured they're not going to reassemble the pieces and see how many bottles are there. Uh, so one of them may sneak away. Okay. So the same thing, if you wanted to sneak away a stressful shift, and again, 16, maybe maybe didn't have the best judgment at the time, and drinking on the job seemed like an okay idea it's from time to time. grocery store work, I think, for the most part. Unless you're a butcher working the blades, I think you're fine to have a sip. Yeah, I mean, the, the most dangerous thing I did was pulling carts, you know. Uh, so... So, you know, you'd have a sip and then you'd break the bottle in the back and put it in a box and say, yeah, that, that, that's how it goes. Or pour it in your little cup if, if you're on lunch or whatever. And, you know, I'd be, I, I knew it was wrong. You know, I got a little nervous about it from time to time. But, you know, you'd see the manager walk by on his way to the little booth. He called it an office, but it's a booth. You know what I mean? So he'd come by, he'd grab his little Coke, like wink at you. <laughs> see what happens if I wink while I do it. But, oh, you know. my God. We'd uh, we'd hide it, but it got it got so much crazy. Uh, that we insane scams, insane scams, sir. Yeah. Well, th what what was those? The, those are the give me give me the wildest day at that job. Oh Lord! Well, the wildest day at that job was uh, there had been a robbery. All right, I wasn't on the robbery shift. I was post robbery shift, but I got all the good stories from first hand accounts. Uh, somebody had timed it out. Figured out when there were two women working the registers at the time, right? And nobody else would be there. So they came in. They went to the two different registers. And uh, one of the girls was uh, trouble. Uh, <laughs> you know, but my mom would put it politely, country as a corn crop. You know, like a, a trailer trash treasure. They had all kinds of names for them. Trouble, but cute, all right? Uh, so she not only lets the guy know look, i'm not dying for this money here take what you want but also i'm kind of digging this and somehow all right the two of them got to chit-chatting and he's like all right here's my number give me a call her first instinct wasn't 
I need to tell the cops about this. Her her first instinct is, hey, I got a number. So she went and she's bragging to the other lady who's like, hey, we just had guns pulled on us. And I got his number. I'm not as chill as you are. <laughs> so she eventually convinced her, tell the cops. We got to call the guy. <laughs> At this point, you, you know, this isn't going to work, right? It can't even be his real number. Oh, but it was. What? Uh, I mean... Yes, they they arranged it. I think it was the next day they arranged it. She was like, hey, why don't you come and pick me up after work? So the guy comes back to the store to pick up this little country girl. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would have probably waited to throw it all away for a slightly higher standard. But, you know, he shot his shot. respect i guess that's that's one way to go out but yeah that that was just some outside thievery you know we we couldn't stand for that that's that's for us to do <laughs> well, <laughs> let that let it be known cody the power of a woman Yo, you know and i bet that guy is the sort who would walk around going you know money over everything well not everything sir not everything yes well Thank you so much for calling into the job fair, brother. Appreciate you, Jared. Thank you for that scam. Been an absolute pleasure. Wonderful, wonderful scam of the week. Appreciate you, brother. That's a good man right there. That's a good man running cigarettes and Mad Dog 2020 hustles at the grocery store. If you have a scam of the week, hit us up at RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. If you want to snitch on yourself <laughs> for some stuff you stole at the job from, now wait till the statute of limitations has passed before you call this acoustical radio presentation and snitch on yourself. But we do want to hear about it. I'll, I'll give you one real quick before we get out of here. This one's complicated, but it'll make sense. So when I worked at Baskin Robbins, a scoop of ice cream is 2.5 ounces. You put the scoop on top of the cone. You put nothing inside the cone. I figured out if you could jam ice cream into the cone and then pack a dense scoop that's twice as much in weight but make it look fluffy, it's all in the wrist, Cody, you could essentially give people double scoops of ice cream for the price of a single scoop. The problem is that I was in high school at a time where people didn't appreciate extra ice cream that was the problem i was i I was the hookup at a store nobody wanted the hookup at. it's like having a friend who works at fucking candle store or some shit it's like do you really need the candle hook i see jacqueline jacqueline's like "Mm, well actually i wouldn't mind or today like if i had a homie who was the plug on stamps and it's like hey man it's 2021 I only send uh, snail mail. Stamps? Never. What? Stamps. Like if I had a post office plug, if my boy was like, yo, I got stamps for the low, they at 51 cents right now, but I guarantee you for the 42. Useless. 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 All right, so that's the show. Thank you to everybody who called in. If you want to be a part of the show, if you're working somewhere that's hiring, you got a worst or first you want to share, if you got a scam that you didn't ran, we want to hear about that, assuming that the statute of limitations has passed. Uh, hit us up at RoyceJobFair at gmail.com, at RoyceJobFair on all the socials if you want to reach out and say hey. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who called in. JG, as always, uh, thank you. Cody, so it is what it is. That's it. I'm going to go now, and I'm going to go check on Rod. That actually sounds good, though. Apple oh. vodka with you know, Monster Energy drink? It sounds... 
good nine years ago, and also maybe like seven hours ago. If he's like, I just think at this hour, you, you're having a you're having an energy drink without. He's actually that is a direct line request for a hangover for the next mm, multiple days. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right, man. Well, we're out the door, man. Until next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.